Oh, so you like listening to podcasts, huh? Well, so do a lot of people. As a matter of fact, millions of listeners are tuning into podcasts every week, and your next customer could be one of them. Did you know that podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to advertise your product or service? And it's really easy to get started. Just go to podbean.com slash brands. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands to start boosting your business with podcast advertising today. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. As our guest this week is Sergio. He should be a stranger to none of you, but he is with the Rideshare Guy and Show Me the Money Club. If you don't know him, you will here shortly. Um, we'll keep this uh, contained within the hour, but uh, we do have to talk about some things. And I really, 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 really hope everybody sticks with us through this because at the end, I'm, we're also going to mention some other states that are going to be discussed or very shortly here but i want to do some comparisons here to start i want to look at some of what's going on in these states um with legislation and other things and i think the best place to start i was making my notes here last night is to start with the washington state model versus prop 22 because i know sergio you're pretty well versed in both of these so for those not aware of the timeline prop 22 in california went first followed by Washington state slash Seattle's went last year. Um, so I'll do this in two parts. This first, this first question, Sergio's first part is um, constitutional challenge aside. Um, where did prop 22 go wrong? And I asked this because many drivers I remember were very happy when prop 22 happened, but some of those same drivers are now very unhappy with prop 22. Yeah. And um, so it's it's a new it's a whole new world of people not liking it. Yeah, I I I think you know, look, Prop 22 was sold as um, you know, be all save all kind of a proposition and as a total complete benefits package for the drivers, right? And that was during obviously the 2020 national elections. And um look, you know, call it what it is. The company spent close to a quarter of a billion dollars with a B to pass this proposition. So if it was not favorable to them, why would you spend $250 million to pass this thing, right? And, you know, there were a lot of um, issues with it from the get-go. The people who were in the know, like myself and a couple of unions, uh, we knew that this was not good to the general gig-working public because... 80% of gig workers are part-timers. 20% are full-timers, okay? The mm -hmm. grinders that we call them. And with Prop 22 and the restrictions that it came with, 
80 percent literally just right off the bat fell off the face of the earth there was you're never going to get any of these benefits because the the proposition came with limits or actually thresholds to hit your active time clock basically okay so active time for people who don't know what it is is that active time there's three periods in ride share as well as uh, food delivery so period one is when you're sitting in your car watching youtube but your app is on <laughs> period two is when you get a request that you like and you accept that's when period two clock starts that's when proposition 22 clock starts mm -hmm. that includes for the rideshare driver as well as the delivery driver then you go pick up the food or pick up the passenger the, once you start your trip that becomes period three with a butt in the back seat basically or food in the car and that lasts all the way until you drop the passenger off or the drop the food off so proposition proposition 22 calculates only the active or engaged time or book time all these new lingos that came with with proposition 22 is that so you could be literally out there for 10 hours but maybe you only work for five hours on period two and three they're just going to count those five hours not the 10 hours and as we know as the companies say a lot of these drivers out there do it very part-time basis look doordash said it in their earnings average work is about 10 hours a week so you're never going to see any prop 22 money you're not going to see any benefits mm. you're not going to see healthcare stipend you're not going to see minimum wage protection you're not going to see any of that so right off the bat we discounted or wrote off 80 percent um of the community and that's a problem <laughs> but it was sold as save it all be it all you know uh benefits package now the other problem with prop 22 is that it, it, the, the restrictions are pretty pretty bad i mean in order for you to get a healthcare stipend under prop 22 even to get half of it you have to ha you have to work 15 active hours per week and for the whole quarter week after week after week now if you miss one week you're off you're gone and to get the full healthcare stipend that Prop 22 came with, you have to work 25 active hours. Well, when you have those kind of restrictions on, out of the 20% full-timers, some more fell off the wayside. And now we're down to about, from our calculations, about 9% of gig workers or drivers are getting Prop 22 benefits and Prop 22 money. So they also came with um, minimum wage guarantees, as the companies called it. We can talk about that later. But the most important thing that was not clarified during the campaign was that I was watching CNN commercials on Prop 22 80 times a day. Shame on you. And I, was <laughs> I, was, I was forced to watch it. But here's the deal. Not once in any of those commercials. They were all like college kids, grandmas. Oh, flexibility. You're going to lose your freedom. You got these benefit packages, which none of them are getting anyway. Um, However, not once they mentioned that, oh, by the way, we're going to have between 75 cents and a dollar and a half on each rideshare or delivery trip collected from the consumer to pay for a Prop 22. We're not paying for a Prop 22 ourselves at all. I was like, wow. So now the same thing is happening as we're going to talk about all over the country. So this is a consumer funded proposition. It is not paid by the companies. 
And we did a back of the envelope calculation, Steve and David. So between just the three big guys, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, okay? Mm -hmm. Uber did 2.3 billion trips last quarter. DoorDash did 520 million trips. That's just right there. It's like close. And with Lyft, that's 3 billion trips. Would that be that the consumer who's charged a fee for Proposition 22? Those monies went somewhere. We don't know where. We're trying to figure it out. And now go back to 2020. We're in 2023. Quarter by mm -hmm. quarter by quarter. There's billions, billions of dollars somewhere. We don't know where. I'm trying to get it. We're going to get it at some point, probably with the attorney general's help. We don't know who does the, the accounting. We don't know where the money is. And if only 9% of the, the drivers are receiving these benefits, where's the rest of the money? I'm just not sure. So stay. And that's a, that's a really good point because, I mean, I, I can't remember which platform it was. One of the platforms, if not all, were showing the customers Prop 22 as a line item too. Well, they are still showing it. So that's a good point that on every order, Prop yeah, yeah. 22 is on there yet not yeah. anywhere near the amount of all the drivers are receiving no, it. No, no consumer, no, no. Look, as a consumer of a rideshare trip or a order, right, on DoorDash, this is not just those three, by the way. So let's just make it clear. Yeah. Grubhub, Instacart, Brody, you know, Curry, all of them Any are of under Prop 20. Amazon Flex, yeah. Walmart Spark, Target Ship, they're all under Prop 22 in California, right? So add those chips. Imagine the money collected, right? So, and like I was, uh, what was I? In LA somewhere, I did a, I took an Uber to go somewhere. Sure enough, I looked at my receipt, 79 cents was taken from me, went directly to Uber. I'm like, okay, FYI, it was 75 cents until we busted them with that four cent uh, adjustment, inflation adjustment. So I was thinking maybe they'll eat that four cents going forward. No, no, four cents was tacked on to my bill immediately. I was like, okay, I'm paying. So you caught them. So you guys, you caught them at something and they're like, oh, and then they get their little PR out of it. And then yeah. they're like, wait, Let's just make the consumers pay for all that, though. Yeah, yeah. The extra but we'll cry cents. about it to the to the news. Yeah, and make, I have make everybody feel bad for us and stuff. I have screenshots pre them getting caught and after. <laughs> pre it was seventy five cents per trip, and by the way, for DoorDash and deliveries, it's up to buck and a half. Um, now they raised it to seventy nine cents. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, I that is that right. I think people just didn't realize that. The, I forget the exact numbers, what it shook out in then, but it was like, you know, if you did 15 to 25 active hours, you got 40% of like the bronze tier plan. And like, that's like 40% of $400, right? So basically, they're going to give you 160 bucks for effectively yeah. working 35 to 40 hours a week for the whole month, basically. So uh, if, you work, uh, if you work between 15 and 25 active hours, you get that. You get 50% actually now, 50% yeah. of a bronze plan. And if you work 25 active hours plus, then you get the full stipend, which is up to 80% of a bronze yeah. plan now. So, but it comes up to, you know, 400 bucks a month, basically. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to mention, I don't know. I'm, I've talked to a couple of people out there who do work the 25 plus and did comparisons on the on the on the medical insurance, the mm -hmm. stipend, and they were able to go find the same coverage through different companies, but in the Obamacare marketplace for the same yeah. price. Yep. So really that offer meant nothing. 
Well, the other thing you have you guys have to understand under Prop 22 is that the insurance that you're buying with the stipend that you're going to receive working for 25 active hours has to be approved by the gig companies. They have a list, mm. pre-approved list. It's not like willy-nilly. You can go buy Blue Cross PPO or something like that, okay? Right. So most drivers are under Medi-Cal in California, right? So if you're on Medi-Cal, you don't get the money. If your spouse is working at a corporate job, they get benefits, you're not going to get this type. And so eliminate all these people. That Then I don't even know where that 9% falls now, right? So so to, it's very restrictive, very constricting. You, they're making you work for the same carrot and stick game anyway. And, can and you, can, like, so obviously and clearly you cannot work, let's say, 40 hours every single week. So you're above that 25 threshold. You yeah. can't get your stipend. If you nope. don't, if, if you're not using the insurance. No, you can't. Yeah. And, and and quarter by quarter. Okay. What if you get sick for a couple of weeks or you have an accident? There goes your insurance. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. like, wow. So yeah, that's, that's California Prop 22 for well, the crazy people who want to get it. Most people multi-app, but like I can work 50 active hours across two apps yeah. and neither of them will want to talk to each other and we don't get anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're talking yeah. about the, the doubling up on. Yeah, yeah, you know, I could work 49 mm -hmm. active hours across both of them, and that's just under the 25 each, and then I get nothing, yep. basically. Um, yep. So, okay, so yep. you guys, I know there's a, there's a lot of people who watch this and listen to this that, um, by the way, the Para podcast has dropped. Um, the first one has dropped. It is live, and it will be continuing uh, on audio. So um, if you're listening, welcome. Um, but... I know there's people who enjoy the the perks of Prop 22. It does heavily favor the little bits of good it does does heavily favor um, food delivery people. Yes, because rideshare people usually make the 120 percent of minimum wage in an active hour anyway. Yeah, I've said this many times, Steve and David. If you're a rideshare driver and you're not making that minimum, you need to quit. You need to go do yeah, something. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, why wouldn't they just quit? <laughs> or and go when to they the wrote, by the way you know when they wrote prop 22 um obviously they didn't anticipate a <laughs> a pandemic right that's when food delivery and grocery delivery took off yeah and now i think they're so sorry they wrote that thing and then but now it's their own doing because they lowered the base fare so much right literally now actually if you're a delivery worker and if you're listening to this in california here's the deal Milk that Prop 22 clock. Your minimum is going to be right about, including miles with the 34 cents now, is going to be about 23, 24 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So you can accept every single order. Don't even think about cherry picking, nothing. Accept every order. Go your merry way. Collect your 24 bucks under I Prop was gonna, 22. I was going to even go as far as, Sergio, why, what would stop me from only working DoorDash, taking every crap order, living None, in San nothing. Francisco where it's, $19.88 uh, is the minimum wage, I believe. Um, yeah. So that would be, like you said, 23, 24 bucks. Yeah. What stops me from just delivering on a bike and riding a block every 10 minutes? Um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> or or yeah. walking orders. I mean, they I allow mean, these well, options. You know, there's probably a lever of control here, which is how many pings they send to you, right? Uh, uh, potentially. But if you're on an order, you're not going to get them uh potentially and, and and but but the thing the thing is that the that has killed delivery in california because um 
you know, you, you, all these no-tip orders are flying in California because people are taking it just to make their Prop 22 stipend. They're going, yeah. right, and then the customer has figured this out, by the way. from the company. Yeah, the consumer has figured this out, although the consumer doesn't know that they just order something, paid a buck and a half on DoorDash for Prop 22 money each time they order it. So they're the ones that are paying for it. But now they're not, they're putting no tip orders in now because they go like it's getting delivered anyway, not knowing that Prop 22 exists and they're paying. So the, have the, before we move on, have the, do you think the companies have moved up what they charge the customers dramatically? Oh, because, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Because they're like, wait, we're paying a lot. You guys, if it's 250 base pay and then we'll, we'll go back to a car. Okay. So yeah. if you have a car and you're yeah. doing DoorDash in San Francisco, you're, David, is it fair to assume you can only do two an hour? Maybe on occasion three, but yeah, realistically two. two. I'm trying to pick okay. up in the waiting in the apartments and okay. So in San Francisco, you can do two an hour. Base pays two fifty. That's five bucks if there's no tip, but it's going to pay you twenty four. So you're going to get nineteen dollars an hour from DoorDash. That's under the assumption that 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 you're active for the whole hour. Yes, right. But if you were just taking every trash order, like I don't care. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, with the with the mileage adjustment under Prop 22, delivery drivers are good, are set. Uh rideshare drivers, not so much. So yeah, and that, that's what that's that was my first thing that I locked in on with Prop 22 when it came around was like I thought this was gonna help rideshare drivers and doing nothing for them. Oh no, it was sold that way, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, oh benefits, oh drive when you want, blah 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 blah. Oh, my God. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, why were reviews, you know, why were drivers behind Prop 22? Because it was sort of like, you know, if you zoomed out, they made it a bigger battle. Like, are you an IC or you're an employee? And I think most people are like, well, you know, I want to be an IC, so I will support it, even though it's not great. But I view this as that's not the end of the war, right? So that was a big battle. That battle got fought. But, you know, people are now. Well, you also had six or seven million more votes on yes for 22 in an extremely blue state. And that's yeah. voting with corporations. And so it's not just the drivers who wanted it. That really, that's almost doesn't matter. It's how did the voters get there? And the voters got there because they realized, wait, you mean I might not have my Uber? Yep. Give me, don't, don't try and pull my Uber from me. Yep. Just like, you know, shout out to Katie Wells, who I received her book. I'm reading a great book uh, uh, that she wrote. Um, it's all about this, how Uber's, game playbook they called it the one in dc right and mm -hmm. then they spread it around the world and i would highly recommend everybody to read the book and um exactly like that steve because they sold it to they have the power to sell this to both sides in the app the consumers they literally did this in dc and the next day the city council who was about to pass you know in the early, early days of uber um, some draconian laws to stop them, illegal black car service that they had. The next day, the city council had 50,000 emails that they received. What do you mean you're taking Uber away? I like the service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they did the same thing in California. You know, they were like, well, look, the, the total gig force in California in a state of 30 plus million people is only like 1.4 million people. The voters oh. were not those. The right. voters were the public, the consumer. Who, yeah. But I wonder... If they would have voted yes on 22, if they knew they were going to foot the bill. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But the other thing is, in in I'm pointing out California because it's as extreme blue as it comes. Yeah. So if you think this can't happen in your state, we're oh, about to yeah. go a little deeper here. Yeah. It's because coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, so with that, that is Prop 22.
Um, but then there's the Washington state model, which I always hear you talking about. I know, I know about it as well, Sergio, but I know you really, really like this. What, what did they do that defined it differently? They gave up California and how, how did they handle it and not be as mischievous or underhanded? Right. So what happened is that this all started in the city council of Seattle, um, two and a half years ago, three years ago, almost. And, um, City Council of Seattle um, passed it, and then about a year and a quarter ago now, it spread throughout the state. But in Seattle and Washington State, this is only for rideshare; it's not for delivery drivers. So I guess no. What happened is that Uber and Lyft threatened a Prop 22 clone, but the unions, Teamsters up there, specifically with the Washington Drivers Union literally i'm not going to say gave up but we had lenny sanchez on actually your your friend from mm-hmm. chicago last week mm-hmm. and we both agreed on the subject that the driver community gave up their rights for collective bargaining and unionization and brought uber and lyft to the table look man in this game you want them to at the table you got to give something you're not going to just go put the stick you know in the ground and say my way or the highway it's not going to work with these companies well that's how they uh, used to do it though <laughs> that doesn't mean, work. That, that's yeah. not going to work. You're going to get killed. Um, so, so they, City of Seattle, started it, brought them to the table, got the highest rates in the country at the moment, and a lot of dif- different protections, in the, which they keep expanding. And then now they spread it throughout the states for rideshare drivers. It is completely different model than Prop 22. It is a model that I completely support which a lot of them are getting beat up around the country now. We know what happened in Minneapolis. We know what happened in Minnesota. There is one coming up in Chicago. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm going to have Lori on right after David Risher on the 26th. The next week, I have Lori and the sponsoring alderman on Show Me the Money that are going to talk about this this program. And uh, Lenny was last week. So look, man, I'm, I'm trying to get connected with all these people and educate driver communities in all these major cities that things are happening. And if Uber and Lyft are going to push back, they're going to push back with a clone, Prop 22 clone. And you guys don't want any piece of that. So might as well sit down and give something to receive something as opposed to just saying, oh, no, no, I want everything. I'm like, uh, not going to happen. So, yeah, and uh, Seattle, Washington state model has nothing to do with Prop 22. They got, they don't have, you know, um, minimum fare or, or minimum wage protections. But the rates are so high that uh, honestly, it really doesn't make any difference. Um, but yeah, you know, because, they're because there is a, there is a difference between Seattle and the rest of the state, but it's yes, even not that, yes. it's not that much though. No, it's still it is, well, it, it is it is okay. I mean, look, Seattle is dollar fifty a mile and sixty four cents a minute, which is the highest in the country, and Washington State is right around dollar thirty a mile. And about forty-five cents. So there is a little bit of there's about. But 20%. that's still good, especially. Oh, oh but you... still beyond. Like, look, yeah. I'll give you the comparison. <laughs> what Washington State has today, before upfront fares in LA, we were at sixty cents a mile and twenty-one cents a minute. You figure that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, what they have is what I support, um, and hopefully, uh, Lori's uh, Lori's bill actually, or or the, uh, the one in Chicago at the moment um is literally a carbon copy but with more restrictions on these companies um and i am pretty sure they're hopefully they're going to give up something to receive something something i would i would think these states are smart enough to fight that 
Prop 22 thing, but in a second we're going to talk about how they're not. Mm. Like, I would think that they would say at this point, like, well, that didn't work. Why would we do it? Yeah. I mean, here's the three of us. I mean, David, did Prop 22 work? <laughs> what do you mean by work? I mean, well, I mean, did it, did it, I mean, they tricked people, like Sergio said, the customers are paying, the companies aren't, the, I mean, did, in the big picture, did Prop 22 work? Did it help the rideshare drivers? All the things it was supposed to do. I feel like, look, I mean, uh, uh, my quick answer, Steve, my quick answer, if only 9% of rideshare drivers are benefiting from it and 91% are not, it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But all, but also, you know, like like you said, they didn't count on a global pandemic. Yeah. So they literally had left these food people yeah. out of the mix because yeah. they're like, yeah. whatever, that barely even does business anyway. And no, and, it's and pretty one, one day rideshare died on March 28th yeah. of 2020, and yeah. food went through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, I, I don't know. Like, you know more than I do on the subject at the moment about the Massachusetts Prop 22 clone, which we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, couriers or last mile delivery drivers are included in that proposition that they're trying to push in Massachusetts. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to know. Uh, I yep. will definitely read the bill and educate myself. Um, so but Chicago, look, Chicago is happening. I am 100% sure that companies are going to push with everything they have, like they did in Minneapolis and Minnesota, to yeah. kill these things. They, I have no doubt. And but the I'm sad part worry. about what you just said there is that a lot of people I talk to in Chicago are like, oh, that's been going on here forever. Nothing's going to happen with that. This time there is. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, right I tell now. them that too. And they're like, Steve, we've been threatened with that for four years. I'm like, I know uh, I'm going to sound. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but this time it's different. Yeah, because they have something to um, kill. I mean, look, the Uber and Lyft and DoorDash, they're going to try to kill this thing. And I wish Lori the best. I mean, it's a great package. Even if they get half of it with decent rates, I think it's a really good package. Yeah. Yeah. Just like for people listening, like what is the Washington state model, right? So I think, you know, we've said, you know, guaranteed rates, but I know there is also some sort of accrual for sick pay. Yeah, there is sick pay. There is also um, there is also uh, unjust deactivation protection fully. Yeah. Although, although, see, with good, bad, sideways, we all got to tell the truth here. Mm-hmm. Um, although the the unjust deactivation protection in the city of Seattle is working a lot better than the state itself, because they dumped it on an agency that has no clue about what they're doing for the state deactivation process. But there are things to be changed in there. And now, you know, they got, I don't know, about a month ago, they got uh, a little bit more benefits um, and they're going to get health care pretty soon. So what they did was they passed a minimal law by kind of giving up on the right by staying independent contractors. Basically, that's what it was. And the company said, "Okay, we'll deal. And now they're piece by piece. They're adding. I give all the credit to the. Uh, city council of seattle who started the fire and now you know piece by piece and maybe the next leg of the you know or next shoe to drop is going to be benefits and these kind of rates for delivery drivers we'll see in in washington state and seattle my impression is the activation thing was also funded by writers is that right yeah 10 cents 10 cents a trip Wait, what, what oh so every rider is putting 10 cents towards the deactivation yeah. fund yeah Okay. Every every ride, yeah. Every trip. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I have a question here, though. So, like, the you know, the companies are like, we like it. You know, they came out and said, hey, this is a win for us, too. It makes sense. Yeah. Why are they now trying to kill it everywhere? In, uh, you mean in Chicago and in, in, in Illinois? Yeah, yeah they're like, hey, we like this in Washington, but not everywhere else. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's because they're sorry you're yeah, forgetting because, that in California, they're trying yeah. to mock California, which covers delivery drivers and yeah. Instacart shoppers, and yeah, yeah. But but the reason the reason uh, David is because the Chicago uh, Chicago Lori's bill or, or ordinance um, sponsored by a couple of aldermen uh, uh, <laughs> is a lot more restrictive than the Seattle Washington State model. And yeah. in there, they they are not giving up their rights for unionization. Right, and that's a and that's part of why I said constitutional challenge aside. Because what have we seen? Three. I mean, they yeah. just they just keep challenging this thing about you can't have a proposition um, that doesn't allow people to um, to organize. Well, yeah. really, because you guys have a, a thousand lawyers on each side. Nobody noticed that before you did this. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So that's what it, the, honestly, the companies are willing to come to the table because look, I, I have contacts at these companies and I, full disclosure, I speak to them quite often. You know, I'm, I'm getting their side as well. I go, look, man, we just want you guys to stay independent contractors. Our model is not going to support 10 million gig workers. It's just not going to happen. And if we do, if you guys do pass it, we guarantee you, you know, that 80% of you are not going to be able to work. Because we're going to put schedules on the app. It's our app. We can do whatever the heck we want with the app. And only 90% plus acceptance rate uh, drivers are going to be able to work. And when they say you're going to lose flexibility and freedom, that's exactly what they mean. They're not bullshitting. They really mean it. Yeah. And they're going to restrict you. You're not going to be able to just log on at 3 in the morning and go work. It's not going to happen. And that's where a lot of people are like, that'll never happen. I'm like, man. Oh, I understand. I understand. what's going to happen. 100% is going to happen. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I I know. I mean, I think I've, I've heard people say like, "Oh no, they can run it exactly how it is with the other model." I'm like that's just false. I mean, they just can't. Right? I mean, the company already barely makes money. But I think work. I think it's no secret that the three of us know a lot of people, and a lot of people on YouTube make things up, straight up. That's that's the you know. Let's not don't get me started with the YouTube thing, Steve. So, substance versus entertainment, buddy. We need, a, we, need a, we need a campfire for that one. For you. Yeah. I don't, well, that's I'm, why when I'm we're dealing with tough subjects one, like this, we need a little com- com- uh, comic break. You know. Yeah, um, I'm not showing up for that campfire. So these these cities are asking for more than that, which is why they're against it. Much means- more, much more than the the original Seattle model. I mean, her, God bless her, and the aldermen, there are sponsors for this. Um, as it stands, this thing is going to have a difficult time. Yeah. My opinion. I guess, you know, there's two ways to view it. Is one, you ask for a lot, and then you can negotiate it down, basically. Yep. Or yep. sort of, uh, but I sort of agree with you. It's like, it worked once. I mean, it feels like people are asking for too much, but there is a compromise here. It feels like there is a grand compromise. The compromise is giving up the rights to unionization and collective bargaining Promise that you're going to stay independent contractors. That's the companies. What's interesting, though, is I think the part that stood out to me, right? I remember, like, at the, like, last second, the, like, national labor chapter president, uh, the national labor president for the, was it Teamsters? I forget who who it was. Was, like, asked the governor to veto it, right? Yep. Uh, So I think that's going to be what's interesting is, but the local chapter was like, hey, you should definitely support it. Like, we, we support this, basically. And I think that's, 
or it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. You know, um, when I talked to Lenny last week, Lenny Sanchez from Chicago, you know, we pretty much agreed on everything, you know, with IDG. Look, there is, look, all these national unions like Teamsters, SEIU, Machinists, all this stuff, they have also subunions like in each state and subunions of sub chapters of in each city. And sometimes oh, yeah. they go against each other. And and the Teamsters in Seattle, that's what they did. The union was saying, no, no, don't support this. And they said, no, no, something is better than nothing. We're going to go support this and bring these companies to the table. And sure yeah. enough, they got what I think they got the best package, period. And you know what? To me, it works just for the fact that there's no gamification. There's no gamification. It's not an incentive-based system. I know what I'm going to get paid from the start. I'm accepting 98% of the trips on rideshare because I know I'm profitable. Simple business, win-win-win kind of a situation. It's funny. It's sort of going back to what rideshare used to be. <laughs> the biggest irony is it's basically yeah, cab companies with an app. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple business. So, those are two states that are already solidified. It's done. It's been active. We've described how each are working. Um, now we're going to move into a state that is about to go through a major transformation. I had a long talk today. Um, with somebody from Boston that I've known who's been doing gig work since 2015 and follows all of this. So um, I will walk us through the timeline here a little bit just to give some clarity here. So two years ago, a ballot was put into place to permanently keep uh, gig workers independent contractors. For those not familiar with the process in Massachusetts, it is different than other states. Um, some states use referendums. California does propositions. Uh, Massachusetts uses ballot questions. Um, from from ballot measures, it, that's how the state determines its laws. So in 2022, um, effectively, we're going to do a carbon copy of Prop 22. Exact. That's what they wanted to push. That's what they wanted to sell. They loved it. They said, let's just do that exact. Um, Maura Healy at that time was the attorney general for the state. Uh, she requested the question be removed from the 2022 ballot. The Supreme Court um, had a relationship with Maura Healy, and they did remove it from the ballot for her. So it never was dealt with. Fast forward to today, Healy is now the governor of Massachusetts. And with a new version of her 2022 ballot, and here's the title of it, you guys. It's 18 pages. It's called the the App-Based Driver Classification Act. So this, if you talk about how, is it going after independent contractors, gig economy? This one's straight up on what it's doing. It's going after gig economy, period. Um, so, uh, the link to this is in the show. It will be in the show notes. Um, what she is doing is there's a couple of issues here. So DoorDash, I think it was last week, sent out an email. Now DoorDash sent out an email here when Stephanie Vigil's bill was coming up. That kind of was like the same type of thing. Like, you need to get on board with this or else it's supposed to sound threatening. It's supposed to scare you. Most people in most states have never seen these emails 
because they've only come up in probably California, maybe, uh, maybe Washington state, maybe Minnesota, maybe wash or, um, you know, that it came here and we know about Massachusetts now, but it, they will continue to go in like next will be probably Illinois. Um, it reads next fall. This is from DoorDash. Next fall, Massachusetts voters, that's this fall, by the way, when they say fall, they're talking about just weeks from now. Massachusetts voters will have the opportunity to protect the flexibility and independence that Dashers love when it comes to app-based work. Special interests in Massachusetts say that Dashers, like you, should be employees, which means you lose the ability to work when, where, and how you want. We know that you value having flexibility, no clocks to punch, and no boss to answer to except for yourself. This ballot initiative will protect your independence and provide you with new benefits of protections. Now, here's the benefits. To me, it sounds worse than Prop 22. Protects your ability to work to work flexibility and independently. Okay. Um, guarantees that dashers will earn at least $18 per hour. Um, again, that's going to be active time. Here's a here's one of the big kickers. And this I was shocked to learn. And it's in the document again that you can find in the notes. Um, they will be. It makes it sound like a huge perk, but it says plus 28 cents per mile on delivery. Well, guess what, guys? Sergio and I were having a hard time before David joined us here because can't even wrap our heads around this one. Because by taking that 28 cents per mile, you are forfeiting your right to be able to claim 65 cents a mile on your taxes. So you can no longer write off mileage on your taxes. The, the theme here is, is that, and who knows, I would guess that this is somewhat true, but there needs to be a better way to deal with it. The theme is that people are writing off way more miles than they're doing. Basically, we don't trust you. We're going to give you 28 cents a, a mile for the proven miles, but we're not going to let you write off what other real and in, real independent contractors get to write off. Now, is, do you know if this is only on the state level or also on the federal level? Because I don't think Massachusetts can dictate state law. I mean, federal well, law. the one thing I learned today, and I mean, I know it's I know it's different with I mean, every state's different, but Massachusetts is seriously different. I was trying to learn about their ways. They have a very unique way of dealing with laws. They almost have a Canadian system in place for medical. So I was about to get to benefits, like they're going to give you health care. 90% of people in Massachusetts have medical. Yeah. Because you get that. It's almost like Canada. You get it for living there. Well, I, I, I you know, I think, I think, I, I believe you, obviously, but yeah, I mean, Whoever we can find in Massachusetts, we're gonna get them out here. Oh on, my! On, on your show, on my show, whatever. Yeah, or somebody I, federal who can say no, <laughs> that ain't flying. No, because state level, I can understand. Okay, they can do whatever they want. The other thing is, we're getting it's it's the same thing as Prop Twenty Two. It's on active time anyway. So DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart, they all know exactly what period two and three is anyway so how am i supposed to cheat you on this i'm not even sure but but does I any sergio does any state not if does any state i mean a lot of times states don't match up to federal a lot on a lot of things yeah. but with the mileage deduction as far as i can tell it's always been matched 
Like a yeah, state always. I, that's why I'm shocked wood. about what you just told us. I was like, wow. I mean, of course, it's not going to be on the federal level because they can't make that decision. I hope not. I don't uh, know. But I mean, look, under, I, under what I was, I mean, again, I'm just referencing it because it's never happened and federal and state never agrees, but they always have on this. Yeah. Like, I, no matter I, what the deduction is, it's the same. Yeah. I mean, I, I read the thing, but not as in, in depth as you have, but. Um, yeah, well, there's a summary all. version that's two pages, and there's an 18-page version. No, send me the 18-page one. And yeah. uh, this, the 28 cents, first of all, is behind 34 cents. So maybe they're going with the cost of living situation in Massachusetts being less than, you know, California, I guess, whatever. What about but Boston? Boston is not cheap. Well, no, but it's this whole state of Massachusetts. Maybe the average is lower than... Sure. But look, I just actually we just put a community page on the right chair guy. Uh, I just paid six bucks for the regular gas in California. Okay, so I'm like, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that those twenty eight cents don't go anywhere anyway. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's peanuts. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, this is this is interesting. And but that's very tricky language. And I would watch that because I would. I mean, look, guys. Even though it's not like twenty eight cents is going to be added to your money that goes in your bank, and you might say, well, I don't ever see the sixty five. Be smart. You're still yeah. getting the sixty-five. Yeah. You, well, you, you, you may also get audited get by your uh, franchise tax board in your in your state, though, if you yeah. cl if you claim the sixty-five. So that's a whole hell bunch of other can of worms here, though. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, this is kind of the sneakiness of this, and the fact that DoorDash is playing in like we're also going to give you per mile. I am sure, as you are, Sergio. First of all, most people don't, and David, I'm sure you know this too. Most people don't even accept that this is real until it happens. Yeah. But the fact that they'll, I know everybody, first of all, they're going to have a ton of misfilings because even once they do this, people aren't going to hear about, well, you can't claim that 65 on your state. Well, what do you uh, mean? Does it say active? Look, I have one. I have, I've gotten like 10 emails from rideshare drivers. Um, from I think part of the reason that this happened is because of, I mean, look at, let's go back to the name of this thing. The yeah. app based worker act. Yeah. Classification act. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that goes, that goes deeper into many other issues. So, so yeah, basically so. they're saying you guys stay independent contractors. We'll give you this. Basically. It's almost like, you know, how we've always said that there, all three of us have always said that there needs to be kind of a hybrid version of IC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like they're doing that behind the scenes, but they're also like pulling some strings that are screwing you over big time. Yeah, this is not this is not an improved version of Prop Twenty Two by any means. No, that's not no. like there's no healthcare here either, right? It's sort of like well, no, there, that's the next one. Is it gives you access to benefits like healthcare support and paid sick time? Now, the sick time but that's not the same thing, right? I mean, it's healthcare sick support. time can only in total accumulate three days in the year. At most, yeah. and that's yeah. working the most you can. Everything, three days, and that's if you're full time. So that's worthless. You can get benefits like healthcare. Ninety percent of people in Massachusetts have healthcare. Yeah. The ones and the some of the other ten percent pay like twenty bucks a month for healthcare. Well, it I probably is like the the equal of Medi-Cal state-funded program, like in California, which probably is not going to be on their list anyway. You know, approved sure. list of healthcare providers. But so nonetheless, I, it's just. Yeah. So like, I, I got this. Look, I got this email. Let me read it real quick for you guys. This is from a Lyft driver. He got it in his app. And of course, they all send it to me. So it says driver's name is Mark. Mark, um, 
title politicians are under pressure from special interest groups to pass mm -hmm. laws restricting drivers' independence and flexibility. We are doing everything we can to make sure you're in control of when, where, and how long you drive with Lyft. That's why we joined a coalition of drivers, community leaders, social justice groups, and other companies to launch Massachusetts Ballot Initiative. This initiative would preserve the flexibility you depend on and also offer historic new benefits in bold letters. And there's a join the campaign link on the bottom. And then it says the goals of the campaign include protections to ensure you maintain the flexibility to drive when and where you want, new guaranteed earnings floor of at least 120% of the state minimum wage, plus 28 cents per mile. This is just the floor. Drivers can always earn more. And last one, new benefits, including a subsidy for health care, paid sick leave, and accident insurance to cover you on the job for on-the-job injuries. And another link that says, you know, join the campaign. So in here, doesn't say anywhere that this may or may not be paid like the consumer does in California. It doesn't say mm -hmm. anything there. Then it doesn't say talk about any of the restrictions on the healthcare stipend. How many hours is it? I don't know. You read the is it same California, Steve? Fifteen to twenty-five hours. And active I, time? I don't. I don't actually know that. Okay. So yeah, we have to look into it. And 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 if what you say is true, it's, excuse me, bullshit. Yeah. It's not, don't do it, people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but how, you know, the here's the other thing that when we go back in time now to Healy, she is in a much stronger position because of the way their laws work to not even let this get on the ballot. But she's letting it, though. Right now. Yeah. We know things happen last minute all the time. Oh, well, well, if it was. <laughs> I... So. Also, yeah, the last thing on here was enhance enhances safety protection and puts in place new insurance requirements to cover medical costs and disability payments if you're injured on the job. Same kind of thing you said. All right. Now, does so, it, it doesn't say only for rideshare, right? It says for all gig workers. This is all gig workers. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And so, you know, this is a big this is a big problem. Now, I was gonna, you know, Sergio already mentioned Illinois. I also talked to Kim Gavin, a couple other people. Within the next two weeks, New Jersey, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire will all be pushing legislation that we will read about like Massachusetts. Well, Massachusetts, this, this one, the, the Proposition 22 clone, is the answer to whatever the city councils are proposing, right? Yeah. So so Chicago, and, and actually last week, uh, Lenny said that... Um, they're also active in Massachusetts, and they knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. But now they're going to go up there with their own uh, proposition. He knows how trash this is. Yeah, he know he knew. Yeah, and yeah. and one thing that I mean, I thought Lenny. Look, honestly, I thought Lenny was IDG. IDG supported by Uber and Lyft. I'm going like I gave him a hard time on the show. But I, I, I was watching. I was watching. Yeah, he knew <laughs> I was going to give him a little bit of a stinger over there. But the point was not that. The point is that he hates Prop 22 and he hates all the clones of Prop 22. So yeah. those. We're going to do whatever we can to kill this in Massachusetts, that it doesn't go anywhere else. And But this is the response, people. Local legislatures and city, you know, aldermen and women, if I you go hard at these companies, they're going to come at you with this thing. You don't want this thing. 
they're very good at drawing a black or white line. They're like, do you want to be employee or do you want our way of being independent contractor? Yep. That's the problem, right? Is in that case, most people will support their way because it's the lesser of two evils in their book. Yep. There needs well, to they be also use these scare tactics to make it seem yep. like you won't be able to work. Yeah, but the there needs to be a viable, there needs to be out. a viable third option, right? And I think that's why I think Sergio, your read of this is actually why I agree very much your approach here. Is like it, it's going to be hard for you to get another ballot initiative saying, "Hey, yep. we have a different alternative." That, that's not going to work. So how do you provide a valid third option, right? It has to be through city councils, or it has yep. to be through the state legislature, and the city council yep. is the easiest way to start. Right. But yep. it's it's hard. You know, these companies, it's a struggle to even get a ballot initiative. Right. So it really is. How do we get a third option? And that's what yep. the entire. Well, I think is. I think, again, you know, compromise is look on our, all our surveys say. And those are valid surveys. Thousands of thousands of people participate in the RSG surveys. Look, it's not a it's not a lie. I mean, we're not going to lie about it. 75 to 80 percent of gig workers want to stay independent contractors, period. I mean, it's, so it's under that condition. We got to give up something to get something and to get these companies to the table. We have to learn how to compromise. We can't just go. But don't just compromise for crap. No, no, no. This this Prop 22 and the clones are absolute trash. We don't, trash. Want, we don't want any of that. Trash. We don't want absolute trash. And But this is their response. And this is going to be the response in all the other states that you talked about, the jerseys and you know, um, Connecticut's and there, this is what they're going to play. And Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Illinois, New Jersey, and New Hampshire, Hampshire. Which is like, you know, if you go to like a local city council and get them to say, Hey, Boston, you know, or, you know, you know, some city outside of Boston, Hey, you should propose this option. That might not be fast enough for this ballot initiative. How do you get a true viable third option? Is that state legislature? Is that like what? What? How do you in, do it in Boston? In Boston, yeah. I mean, to defeat this, um, it has to be done pretty quickly. I mean, you don't have that much time. But this yeah. is what these companies do. They don't. They mess around. They mess around. They mess around. The last minute, they they have the power to come push things like this, right? Yeah. And. Uh, Steve correctly said this ballot was kicked out by the actually Massachusetts Supreme Court because of they had some shenanigans in there. And now they waited until, you know, elections. It's three months from now. And then they go, oh, there it is. Right. So yeah. now you got to scramble as Eleni or IDG or whoever it is to to come up with your own plans. Otherwise, they are. Look, this is the playbook and they are going to follow this playbook and like it or not. Um, that's why you need to take the preemptive action of introducing something before this hits you yeah. in the head. Yeah. Then I mean, you're gonna go, now what do I do? Now I'm scrambling and I got nothing to do. Yeah. And now you know, say they lose this ballot, right? They're like, you know, they lose the ballot. The fear that people have is then Governor Healy will come in and basically say that empowers me to come in and declare that everybody's an independent contract. Uh is, is yeah. a W like full-time worker. That's right? their fear, yeah. And that's what they will use to strike fear at drivers, right? And which is and, why. You and by the way, it. she is one that you should be fearful of doing yes. that. Yes, but that's why you need a viable third option, which is why I think I go back to the hey, like, will you get something in the next three months that can counter the ballot? No, but let's say the ballot fails. You need something you can point to that isn't the W two model, yeah. right? And I think that's really where I come back to. I think Sergio, where you and I. I think all three of us have been quite aligned on this. It's like, yeah, I, we have to, but you know what it is? There are existing city council, um, major cities too. There are existing city council proposals and ordinances that we need to push as much as we can to, yeah. to thwart any Prop 22 
or clone uh, pushback or activity that we're going to get because we know we're going to get it. So what in the are last the second, they're going to come and do this. There. So. What city councils are on your mind? Like what? what city, Chicago to start with. I mean, look, I'm going to have the alderman on on the second of October on Show Me the Money, and he is the sponsoring alderman of the existing bill that Lori is supporting, and IDG is not supporting. But the, the one that Lori is supporting has the the nuance in it that. You know, we're not going to give up our employee rights because they're saying, look, we can stay in the employees and also have the freedom and flexibility. I'm going like, uh, not so much <laughs> because yeah. in what job you can say I'm an employee. I have all the rights of being an employee, but also I'm going to only work two hours today. I'm yeah, I'll tell you when I'm going to come in. Huh? I'll, like, I'll tell you when I'm going to come in. I don't I'm going to be a couple hours late. I'm going to. I'm just going to say, you as the company have a fixed cost for me, but I can work however much I want or I can work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That, that I'm, just going, work. Like, I'm yeah. going like, you know, this is so and silly. people it's that, just... and people that believe that are crazy. I'm sorry. Like if you, if you really, cause point, tell me one job that lets you do that. Well, try that at target. Try that at Walmart. Actually, my laughing was because our target is constantly hiring and people are just leaving the day they hire. Yeah, so yeah. they might say, okay, whatever, we'll take it. You know, I know now, I know RDU in LA and, you know, Lori maybe won't even come on now because they're going to go, oh, you changed your mind. You're so out. I was never of the opinion. I would look, I don't want to wear a Lyft shirt and an Uber hat. I just don't. No. I want to stay independent, but I also, at the moment, the way independent contractor that we are, so-called independent contractors, is not working, man. It's just not working. But so, you kind of, you kind of, we all have to kind of balance a two-hat system if you're going to refer to hats, because look, a lot of us work on these apps. Yeah. So we have to look. We don't have to love them, but we have to, like you were saying, we have to get them in the room and bring yeah. them to the table. Yeah. But Without at the, the same threat- time, like. The, I mean, what's the other option that you don't, you can't work it? Well, no, the other option is Prop 22 and they're clones and they're going to yeah. come with it. And, you know, and, and you, I'm telling you people, whoever is watching this now, later, whatever, Proposition 22 would not have passed if they did not. If they knew. If they knew. Okay. <laughs> this is the, this is going to be the killer for in Massachusetts. Even if you don't come with a proposal, uh, David. The voices have to be loud enough to ask the question to Prop 22 supporters. Who is this paid for, by the way? Yeah. Is it paid by the company or are you going to do what you did in California? Is the consumer going to get dinged on every rideshare trip and every DoorDash order? Because once you do that, then the consumer goes, wait a minute. I'm I'm not even involved in this. I just want my Uber and my DoorDash. But when you tell a consumer who is the voter, ultimate voter, saying, oh, you're paying for this, by the way. They go like, hold on a second. Not really. I don't want to pay for anything because you know how you're going to sell this, the anti-Prop 22 measure in Massachusetts. You're going to ask the consumer. You get the consumer involved more than the drivers. Yeah. Driver, there may be a million drivers, but there's like, I don't know, 20 million. But the answer to the consumer is like, do you already like paying 10 extra dollars for your delivery? How would you make that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, but, and, even, and but, even, go but even this, even let's say it was, okay, let's say it's just, let's just say 50 cents. If it's 50 cents that's going to be on every whatever app you're doing added to you, yeah, they might not like it in the long run. But if you tell them they're going to lose Uber or else they have to pay 50 cents extra on every ride, sadly, I think they'd still do it. Potentially, potentially. But you have to sell this as like a tax. You have to sell this as an additional. 
you're already suffering with inflation. Why should you have to pay more for a rideshare trip? I think Why the biggest you... thing that you said, Sergio, is making sure that we know where that money goes. We have to be, I'm they have to be you, accountable. Man. There has to yeah, be. From the first day, that's the other thing that people have to do in Massachusetts who are against Prop 22. Where is the money going to go? Because look, on if I even if I do a 10-minute Uber trip, right? That money is a line item on the receipt. It went to Uber's pocket. Now, I don't know what happens to the trail of that 75 cents or now 79 in L.A. County. Where is that? Millions times 79 every day. Where is that 79? And who, why is there I've, nobody I've and why is there nobody who can give you a direct answer? No, I spoke to Uber. I have directly asked him to Uber. Uber says, take a hike. I go like, uh, my, that's not acceptable. <laughs> So yeah, but I mean, is, but even if it's not the companies, the state, some, I mean, you guys, like you're all taxpayers. Yeah, you but, but, right but Steve, it's gone from the consumer directly to the company. And the, there yeah. is a three asterisk kind of a bullet point there says, this is for California driver benefits. This goes directly from the consumer or the passenger to Uber. It clearly says that, right? Okay, now the money is at Uber. Okay, where is the money now? Okay, we collected today. We did a million trips in California. We collected, you know, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars just today, and times thirty, we collected two hundred million dollars this month or twenty million dollars. Where is it? What happened to the twenty? Did you did Uber use it to make their earnings look better? Where'd the money go? Where's the trail? I would just want to say, hey, we think that twenty percent of people qualify, knowing it's eight or nine, and there's their money, right? You just made money. Yeah, but the accounting of the money. Because there's, the prob consumer, there's probably look, there's probably some people within the Flex Association who have a back room like a Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> and they just dive into their gold and. <laughs> I don't know. know, you know, like it's a valid point though because it's it's paid by the consumer. If Uber was paying for this, right? Be I bet you, I bet you, they would pound the drum and say, "Oh, we're supporting all these millions of drivers by paying out of pocket Prop Twenty Two, blah 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 blah." I'm like, yeah. okay, I just want to know the accounting. Where the billions of dollars is since 2020? I just want to know. That's it. It's not. And I mean, this I'm isn't. I'm this paying, isn't penny, well, I know? guys. I mean, so, this uh, is this is big money. I, know, uh, I have a question for you, Sergio. Which is like one: if they have a playbook, we should have a playbook too. Obviously, yeah. But I think what's important is being able to set those prices on the city, right? So the cities can set a price, and if they ask too much, it's hard. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do these cities even set the prices they're asking for? How do we give them a reasonable price? You know, asking well, for I think, I think like going to work, right? But like, yeah. you know, there is a number that works for everybody. Basically. Yeah, so, there is. Well, how did they, how did it work in Seattle? They literally, David, they went back to 2015, 16 prices before all the cuts and upfront fares showed up. Yeah. So we can do the same thing by going in Massachusetts saying, okay, what was, an, what was, because look, everything was by time and distance. There was none of the shenanigans with these upfront fares now that they're pulling, right? Mm -hmm. So even eight months ago, you know, the Massachusetts or Boston, let's say, had upfront at time and distance, mile and minute rates. So let's go back because look, look, inflation. I mean, it seems like the only people who are immune to inflation in this country is the gig worker because they have raised their fares and mm -hmm. they both of inflation saying that, oh, we're able to raise our fares, you know, as DoorDash and Uber and whatever. Because of inflation, people are used to paying more, but none of that got passed down to the drivers. So, okay, I'd be happy with 2015, 16 mile and minute rates, David. And then that would be the starting point. And if you're going to wash it down a little bit, push it maybe to a rate cut or two later to whatever they were, I'm okay with that too. But anything is better than what this is.
Period. And anything is better than upfront payment. I mean, it's so simple. It should be a website and have all 50 states or do it for each of the largest city. And I have I have the pre upfront uh, mile and minute rates for all 50 states and not states, a lot of cities. Except that I don't have it going back to 2015. There, I don't have the history of that. So if you can find that out, that'll be great. Because I've asked that to Uber again and Lyft. They go like, oh, we don't. There's got to be somebody with a database on that. I'm pretty sure there is. So, <laughs> it, you know, in Massachusetts, if you come with, okay, you know, in 2015, it was buck 25 a mile and 40 cents a minute. But now we'll settle for buck 20 a mile because of all the inflation. We're even going down, actually, on what we're doing. Because... What you're getting now, if you get a buck twenty and thirty cents or forty cents a minute, is going to be a lot better than what people are getting paid under upfront fares. Period. It's just going to be much much better. So, but in Lori's in Lori's proposal is dollar twenty a mile and thirty one cents a minute. So they came up with some, and I will ask this to her. Actually, it's a good. Yeah, question. I would love to know, right? Because I think I will ask her how to come up with buck twenty and thirty one. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. who is it? One of the other places had a pretty high one. Like there's just probably your reason. That was. I think it was Minnesota that you're talking I mean, about. Minneapolis, cause... Minneapolis was pretty close. It was like buck thirty-five a mile and forty cents a minute. Yeah, and that was basically the Washington State average. Literally. But it's but the cost of living factor is so much less yes. there than Chicago or Seattle. Yes. So you know, I will ask that to Lori. That's a good question. Like, how'd you guys come up with buck twenty and thirty? I'm like, what is that number? Why? Why not? Yeah. Not what, yeah exactly. What was the equation? What were the factors? Right? Yeah. I mean, it would be great. You have a formula; it's reasonable. You don't need yeah. to copy and paste it. Yeah. I mean, if she were to answer, if she were to answer no, that's scary. I don't know. But she doesn't know. We just threw a dart. Oh no, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, because that's no. what I'm saying. There has to be an equation. They have to Obviously. have an equation that they did this with. Yeah, this is a this is a, the, the, the sponsored <laughs> by two aldermen. I mean, they they got to know what they're sponsoring. I'm like, yeah. So, so yeah, I you guys, I, I, I really hope everybody that watched this took away something because we learned about what happened in California, what happened in Washington, the differences, what's what's going on in Massachusetts and four other states that are slated for this month to have this same crap happen. You know, and the thing is, is it's going to happen in all the states. But like we talked about at the town hall, we yeah. need to stay in front of it yeah. and be a part of it. I know a lot of people feel like their voice doesn't count, but it does. Reach out to me. Reach out to David. Reach out to Sergio. Reach out to any of us and let us help carry your voice. Because we might find like, hey, dude, your voice is bigger than this. You could do this. And hey, this would help. And little things. I mean, it's for the 20%. Look, for the 20% who want to be employees. Sorry. I'm going to disappoint you. But for the 80% who want to stay independent contractors, but have some decent benefits and better pay. Follow mm-hmm. us. That's all I yeah. got to say. I'm like, yeah. I'm willing to give something to receive something because otherwise I'm accepting that these companies lobbying power is so much yeah. that if we go and put our stake in the ground and say, this is the way I'm going to do it, you're going to get beat. Look, at, and that's and not, you guys, that's not me getting up. That's not me turning on anything. No, I have realized no. how much power these people have. So not at all. Work with me, please. And go. that's the other thing is that you guys, these special interest groups have unlimited pockets. Unlimited unlimited i mean it's it's sickening it is sickening they don't want to tell you that and show their hand but they have unlimited power yep so it's yeah it's i'm gonna be honest i'm not i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's gonna be a fight in every state to make it right we're gonna see the legislations happen but 
don't think at first sight, I guess, would be the takeaway that it's good because a lot of people in California at first sight thought this is good. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> right. But a lot of people, do, I mean, still a lot of delivery people and stuff that I know li- love Prop 22. I, I Hey, you know, I've done 1,200 deliveries in California. I, every two weeks, I was getting my money. I wasn't yeah. getting health care. I wasn't getting anything, but I was getting that 30, 34 cent adjustment. I was getting like 150, couple hundred bucks every two weeks because it's so horrible. The base yeah. rates are so horrible that it just kicked in, right? Yeah. So but I'm right. Actually, something that I think people have emailed or written into me about would love to hear yours. Like, so exactly what you're saying there, Sergio. And I have an answer, but I want to hear y'all's. Is, um, you know, I've heard from people saying, hey, you know, it's not the worst. I make 23, I sort of what Steve said at the beginning of the podcast. I make yep. 23 or 24 bucks an hour yep. on average yep. in Prop 22 delivering food. Why should I not just want another Prop 22? Right. Absolutely. That's what right, yep. we talked about here. Like, why, why, what would you say to that person, Sergio? Oh, to that person, I would say, okay, if you're working to work for 23, 24 an hour, right, and that is your gross, and you're going to wear your car out, and I know for a fact that in L.A. with our gas prices or in California, very high gas prices, a car, even to the point of a beater, okay, which you can do deliveries with, Mm -hmm. runs at about $4 an hour in expenses. So... If you're at 22, 23, take the four out, 18, 19, which is going to take you back to your state's or city's minimum wage level, and you think you're flexible and free to do when you want to do what you want to do, knock yourself out. I have nothing to say to you. But if you have to look at the bigger picture, David. And and there is not just delivery drivers. Actually, there's more rideshare drivers than delivery drivers, and rideshare drivers are not getting any of this. And, yeah. and the way they're set up their numbers is literally right on the cusp of them getting money, but none of them are getting money. And to me, that's the pushback. You got to work for the greater good. It's, it's not happening. It's not working just because, you know, 10 delivery drivers on this corner are happy, but 90 rideshare drivers on this corner are not happy. I'm not going for a package like that. Sorry. You know, that's, also, that's... I think what you also need to highlight is active hours. Right, so you're making 20 active hours. Active, active yeah. hours. So the other thing, though, I, I was going to even say to you, David, when you asked that, that Sergio had just answered it because he said people are not going for the greater good. They're not. Yeah. And I get that times are tight. I get you need to pay the bills. I get it. We all do. But there has to be a point where we start caring because if you don't, you're going to find that you're not able to provide from these apps. Well, that one last thing I will finish by saying this, Steve. So now that you warned me with this Prop 22 clone in Massachusetts, right? People, I would have thought they would come just like, you know, the the new and better version of Tide, the dishwasher, whatever, right? New and improved version. No, no, this is going backwards. Yeah, this, this is, that's worse. why I said before we even started, this is Yeah, worse. so I'm going like, okay, so if these propositions that these companies are going to push in these cities and states are not better versions of Prop 22, which is proven that it only works for a few couriers as opposed to the whole community. Mm-hmm. Why should we even accept this watered down or more restrictive version of a proposition that they're proposing? So to me, what David asked, the answer is right there. I, I mean, yeah. if I don't know how many, look, Uber will not give me those numbers either. I don't know how many Uber Lyft DoorDashers are in Massachusetts. Probably a million. I don't know. I guess My guess is about 80 plus percent are in Boston. Okay. So as whatever they are. And and to me, if half our rideshare and half our delivery, let's go with that, which I'm pretty sure they're not, but they're probably more rideshare drivers. Okay. 
well, why should that 50% be just kicked right off the bat because they don't work enough active apps? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going for that. I'm not buying no. that. No. It needs to be an all or nothing solution. Yeah. It does. That works for everybody. Yeah. Um, so before we get out of here, thank you, Sergio, for your time. But I can't let you leave without plugging September 25th. 26th. 26th. Tuesday, so, yeah, September have, 26th. Yeah, we have CEO of David Risher. I mean, the CEO of David Risher. CEO of Lyft. <laughs> CEO of David Risher is David Risher. <laughs> CEO <laughs> of Lyft, David Risher on Show Me The Money Club at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Show Me The Money Club is every Tuesday live. Mm-hmm. And, and he's decided to come on live and chat with our community. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic half hour, hopefully 45 minutes that uh, it's not scripted. We're just going to have a great conversation and we're going to hopefully invite him back and he was going to, you know, agree to come back maybe every six months, you know? You know, I, I had an idea the other day when I was actually interviewing uh, Ali Kashani, the CEO of Serve Robotics, those little goofy machines mm-hmm. that are all over Hollywood Boulevard now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known him for a while, so I said, you know, I have to ask you this story about it. And I'm like, I go, here's the deal. You know, I thought about that. And, you know, the president does State of the Union every year, right? He goes in front of the, mm-hmm. the you know, House, the Senate, and members, and he talks about the State of the Union. So the first meeting with David Richard is going to be one of these. So we're, I'm going to tell him about our problems as drivers, heart-to-heart conversation with David Richard, right? And six months later, we invite you back. That will be our first State of the Union. We These were our problems six months ago. What was done in those six months? And six months is enough time to fix things if you want to fix things. And we'll hold you to it. So that's the plan. Should be a great conversation. Everybody should watch. Um, yeah, September 26th, Tuesday. And that's and that's what I wanted to add is that, look at guys, even if that's a time that's difficult for you or whatever, you can always watch on the replay. But yep. I would say this is one to catch live if you yeah. can, if it's at all possible. You know, even if you don't do rideshare, it doesn't matter because this is looking into the CEO of one of the biggest giants out there. Yeah. And, and, and the uh, funny thing is, the funny thing is, I know for a fact that I got an email from the competitor and one of the top people said, oh, that's on my calendar. I'm going like, oh, OK. Yeah, so, so they're going to watch. And if they see that I didn't hammer <laughs> Richard too badly, maybe, you know, there is a chance of DK showing up, hopefully on Show Me The Money as well. And that'll be great. Look, man, we're just trying to build a bridge. We're just trying to open a communication line because truth, truthfully, I don't care about YouTube drama, but the driver um, dissatisfaction rate, Steve and David, are is at an all-time high. I mean, right. I don't to the think point, To the point lies and just, and that bothers me to no end. I know you, yeah. you're like, I'm over it, but it bothers me to no end because you're disinforming, you're being disingenuous with yeah. a lot of people. And you need right. to stop yep. because there is a real story going on behind all this, but you guys are so confused by these dumb things <laughs> that really just move on because the big picture looks way, way scarier. Yep. So that said, so, um, thank you again, Sergio. Thank you, David. And uh, we will see you guys back here next week. And Sergio will see you every Tuesday, but he'll especially see you on the Tuesday, the 26th. Yeah, so Tuesday the 26th for sure. We'll tune in. Yeah, we have some polls, by the way, on our community board on the channel, you know, uh, as far as what you guys want us to ask. Obviously, you know, we know what their questions will be, but, you know, chime in, man, you know. And 
if you do show up for the live chat behave yourself that day <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. you guys i mean look at on 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 show me the money club on this on my channel respect i don't i don't tolerate that stuff yeah i mean i look at i see a lot of channels that do i don't no. nope i don't nope. tolerate that nope. you know yeah. if you can't if you can't be polite i'm all for you having things to say but if you can't be polite please don't chime in yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going to hold you to it, Steve. Now that we're live, we're going to make you a moderator for that episode. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just jettison people immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I would be good at that because when I, I don't moderate for other people's channels because they get mad at me. They've given no, me. No, the no, mod, no, no. We're going to have you. Power, but they're like, don't you dare mod anybody. I'm like, then why am I a mod? Yeah, we're gonna have like twenty moderators. <laughs> we usually don't have any. We we'll let it, everything fly, but uh, not that day. No, no. Respect yeah. to the man. Look, man, he's. He, I give him all the credit. He's showing up. How many CEOs show up to a live interview? <laughs> yeah, it's like Priola showing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beginning, you know that started it all, right? I feel like I know. I know. It kind of got. I think it got all of us, all three of us, anyway, to go. You know what? We can make these people show up. <laughs> yeah. If you ask, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. Just. I mean, you just can't go in screaming and yelling. No, man. If you no. go in nicely and you say, "Listen, we need to talk." Yeah. Yeah. You know. I agree. Anyway, so, thank you, Steve. Thank you, David. David, we'll catch up next week for sure. Um, have a good week, a everybody. You too. Be safe. Earn smart. Are you the proprietor of a business selling shaving kits, meal packs, audiobooks, or anything else of the sort? Have you failed to tap the market of people who love hearing their favorite comedians talk about their boring lives? What's wrong with you? 57% of U.S. consumers listen to podcasts every month. That's a lot of ears that could be hearing about your brand. Go to podbean.com brands to learn how it do. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands, and you could be the one talking instead of me.